Well, good morning. Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business owners and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your own bottom line. Today, I have my co-host, Christian Webb, CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group. Say what's up. <laughs> Say what's up. What's, Say what's up. up? <laughs> Thank you. And we have a very oh, special... No, that wasn't good enough. What's up? what's up? Okay, we're good. All right, perfect. Uh, we're also here with a good friend of ours, Dan Mills. Uh, Dan has, been, has spent his working career in the construction and service business. For close to 40 years, he's been involved in all facets of managing and developing project plans and businesses in the sector. More recently, he's been a partner at Accent Comfort Services, LLC, a full-service heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical uh, service in Charlotte, North Carolina. Accent provides service repair, maintenance, and equipment changeouts for the residential and light commercial customers. Dan and his wife of 37 years, Julie, have lived in the Charlotte area for the past 16 years. Dan, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, everybody. Good to, good to see you. Yeah. Good to be here. You as well. Tell us a little about, about your business, man. Well, we began the business in 2006 from zero, like many entrepreneurs do. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a good model, which was based upon uh, basically providing good service to people at a fair price. And uh, my business partner and I, Frank Celeste, uh, started the business on a uh, Excel spreadsheet with 150 bullet items that had to be wow. accomplished to get it started from, wow. zero, from zero. That's amazing, man. So uh, the other thing, 37 years married. What's your secret to that? Listen to your wife. Listen to your wife. And always do the right thing. <laughs> Don't let my wife hear you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're you're in year one, so <laughs> yeah. I still get away uh, with some stuff. Now, actually, to be honest, I, uh, I I made a very good choice, and Julie's very supportive of our business. Amazing. And, and if if you are married or thinking about it, and you are an entrepreneur. Uh, you should give some serious consideration to that and make sure she's on board with what you're trying to do because yeah, no doubt. It, it creates a lot of problems. Happy wife, happy life, right? It, uh, perfect. <laughs> well so, said. So how did you and your business partner meet? Um, we actually met at another company, and uh, we decided that wasn't uh, what we wanted to do. And uh, we began to talk about it, and we thought that we would uh, 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 entertain another business uh, structure where we were the, the owners of the business and create it with the culture that we wanted. That's, that's interesting. There's a uh, that's a big step in an entrepreneur's life where like they're 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 an employee, they're learning a trade, then all of a sudden they get that they get that vibe where they just they don't really want to either a work for someone else or they want to build their own setup. What was that motivation for you? Uh, I think it was uh, Christmas time, and uh, Frank and I were working together uh, at the firm, and we just decided that there was just it just wasn't the culture and the the basic ideals and values that we had. And we thought we could replicate uh, a better service model for our customers. And that's what we set out to do. And that was in 2004. Wow. But whenever I talk to you, Dan, that's, that's something that I just always love hearing about you is, you know, whenever we're talking about anything, whether it's, you know, business related or personal related, it's something where you always say, it's always customer service. That's the very first thing that you always mention is, right. you know, we have this customer in order to provide the best value for them. And you're a very customer centric person. And that's something that I've always admired about you to tell you the truth um so how did you get into all these different uh fields at the same time so heating cooling plumbing and electrical i know it's all construction but did you just start out of the gate or did you start with one well we started out uh most of them are service uh related my my personal professional background has been in the construction field but we started out as a heating and cooling service provider uh when we set forth in 2004 and 5 and we began to find that uh, as with many businesses, there are peaks and valleys in 
the revenue streams and the seasonality of any business. Right. Uh, and so we decided that we needed to level out the highs and the lows by introducing some other services and cross-train employees so that we'd be able to maximize the productive hours that they have in the field uh, so that it's beneficial to us uh, and it's uh, productive for us and our customers. Wow. So every employee is trained to do multiple jobs. Uh, correct. That's fantastic. Yeah. So we may send a, if we have a light plumbing uh, repair or service call, we may have a uh, technician that goes out that is qualified in both to do a HVAC and a plumbing call because obviously it's better for the customer. It's less expensive and they're able to handle the uh, the service calls with one visit to the home, which is less interruptive and, and everybody's on the go these days. So we have to try and bear that in mind. So a piece of contracting, or actually a piece of any business, especially over an extended amount of time since you've, you've been successful, how many years now? Well, for me in business, it's been almost 40 years. Wow. So over 40 years, there's so many evolutions in business. For example, like in marketing at, uh, at our business, every single, like every single year, every single six-month period, a new software comes out and right. things happening. Like when you ran into those things, probably a thousand times by now right like how do you make those choices whether to evolve with it or to stay with the stay with what you had in the past like where's y'all's mindset with that well there's always a newer better shinier object that you have to consider <laughs> yeah. uh, and it happens on a monthly weekly basis and so w what we've done is to when everyone else runs down the hill uh, we're kind of like the old bulls we walk down the hill and, and make sure that we're going and targeting That's a great metaphor <laughs> yeah right we're walking down the hill but um so I think that with technology as it evolves, you have to be aware of it, um, but you kind of have to let it settle in a little bit before you jump into it on a 100% uh, scale for your business. So it has to be scalable for your company. Mm -hmm. It has to be the right fit. But moreover, the best recommendation that I would give to, to people that are considering changes to their business uh, to automate or to look at a different software or a, a different system or process is talk to people that have done it before so you learn what the good and the bad are and also listen to what they're telling you about that specific product uh, because you may find out that uh, uh, it doesn't perform in the same niche that you need it to perform to for yeah. your business. Or, by, or it might fizzle out. <laughs> well, it could. You want to make sure it's from a reputable company that's going to do that's the true. job right and be there as a long-term partner for you. Can, can you think of any specific uh, technology increases that have happened in your industry in the last 15 years that have really benefited your business? Um, I think that the scheduling softwares and the, and the client relationship management programs are wonderful. Um, and social media marketing has been fantastic. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that goes without saying, but now that you brought it up, uh, yeah, uh, you, have to, uh, you have to be in the mind's eye of the general public and your potential customers, and a great way to do it is through the, the work that we've done with, the, with you folks at your company. You've done a wonderful job for us, and uh, we, can see the, uh, we can see the increases in contacts and opportunities for our business to, to sell things. Uh, but to go back to that, um, some of the major things I think that have changed uh, are the ability to schedule calls and pinpoint where technicians are. And, you know, we all live in Charlotte, and we're hoping that things are going to get better on the highways. But if I schedule a call for you in the Lake Norman area and we're driving up from Harris Boulevard on 77, that can take 20 minutes or an hour and a half or longer. So uh, we have a contact system that we follow up and call customers when we're on the way. And, 
uh, we're hoping that the Department of Transportation in the city works with us to help our service look better because it's, we can it's a get rough to your thing. home. Yeah, we can get to your home faster. That's incredible. You know, one of the things that just just listen to you, you, you even I don't even know if you heard it yourself, but you said you said get to the customer quicker, provide the customer with a better service. It's all it's always about the customers, and it's just something I I love hearing. You know, um, one thing in your industry particularly is you know there's a lot of bad rap in in your yeah. industry because a lot of people come out and change out the freon even though the air conditioning unit is you know 55 years old or whatever and leaking and then you know right. wasting the customer's money and stuff so i think it's amazing that you uh that you take the time to you know think about the customer and even when you're talking about scheduling software as you said you said get to the customer better and quicker and more efficiently and and being upfront with them um I want to shift gears a little bit. What would you say one of the biggest lessons that you've learned in your industry particularly is? Uh, well, like, like in many businesses, we have um, 30 team members uh, in the company, and people make the difference in the business. So you have to hire, train, and retain the best people that you can. Um, that's the basis and the building block of your organization. And I think from there, uh, it's really delivering on what you say you're going to do. And everything isn't perfect in our business because they're mechanical devices and one day it can work and the next day it can fail and it's almost like auto repair sometimes when you go in and you you go in for uh, uh for one item and then another item that's related to that fails they're related but they're separate repairs and i think educating a customer on that is a and having credibility while doing it is a, a is a a thing that we have to excel at but yeah so you said something there i feel like needs a little bit of a deeper touch on you said you could. You said hiring and retaining. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot of young entrepreneurs or anybody who's listening to this wanting to learn a little bit about how to how to run a business. Mm-hmm. What are your interview steps? Like what makes sense? What does Accent Comfort Services be, like started doing to make sure that they almost always get that part right? Well, we do we do continuously look for talented people uh, through different mediums that are available to us, okay. um, and um, we specify what the uh, job description or goals are for a potential candidate. And then if they reach out to us, we do a phone interview first. Uh, There might be an email um, uh, step in between there. And then we would ask them to come in and meet with us face to face to see if they have the, the um, presence uh, that we want to present to our customers. Nice. Is there, is there anything that you look for specifically when you take that, when you take that interview in person? Um, I mean, are you looking I don't know if you look for eye contact or confidence or the way that they speak or, you know, if they can joke around or anything like that or well, if it's just a feeling. Everybody's different, and that goes, sure. that goes a long way. But they're all, you know, a lot of times uh, a, a great technician might not be the best communicator, and we right. have to work on that. They may be a superstar when it comes to diagnosing, troubleshooting, looking up things that are diagrammatical in nature. Um, but being a good communicator and trying to instill confidence in the customers is what's important. Um, uh, charm school is a is a whole different whole different thing, but yeah. it's necessary because when someone comes to your home, they're a guest, and they have to tell you what they're going to do. And if they find something that needs attention, they have to explain it to you in a way that you can understand it, not be condescending, but get the facts over to you in a way you can understand it because it's not easy to understand sometimes and then instill confidence with you yeah i'm, I'm a perfect example of that i got all this charm but i, <laughs> yeah, right. but I, but I couldn't even unscrew the the panel off an ac he's he, he's <laughs> humble too can you tell i know it's hard goodness gracious that's that's incredible man um do you do you do anything specifically for um 
maybe continuing education, learning about new units and stuff like that for your customers, or not your customers, I mean your um, your technicians what? and charm school type stuff? Well, yeah, we, we uh, matter of fact, uh, today's the day of the week where we bring all of our field uh, technicians and installers in and discuss issues of the day. And incumbent in that meeting is to have dialogue about changes in the industry, changes in equipment, technology issues, um, issues that have popped up that are less than desirable and, re- and may require a recall or a, a spend a little more time on a job than, than is needed because uh, they're not aware of a, a situation that has to be uh, attended to. But, uh, yeah, we do that on a continuous basis. And I want to go back. You had asked a question about, you know, what are the main things or what are some of the things that are important that, that you, you, you know, you kind of get uh, uh, beat up on if you don't aren't aware of them. And I would advise any young entrepreneur, the biggest risk you have is, is assuming risk unknowingly because you don't consult in somebody that could easily help you uh, avoid it with either your the way your company structure is set up, whether it's an LLC, a partnership, uh, a corporation, uh, making sure you get the accounting side of things set up properly at the beginning so you don't have problems. And then if you have employees, I'm just going to say this, if you have employees and you don't have a separate entity do your payroll and withholding, you're making a huge mistake, which will uh, eventually catch you and you'll pay a a premium penalty for that. So uh, not to scare anybody, but it's an easy process to get a uh, 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 a tax advisor or a payroll uh, uh, administer, administrator to help you with those things because those are critical elements to making sure you're in compliance with the laws that are required by the And department. if I'm not mistaken, for uh, the small businesses, um, the small businesses out there right now, there's even options where it's like 99 or 199 a month where you literally uh, – you can literally just um, sign up monthly, and they'll like take care of all your payroll services yeah. and, and, and slide all that and put all that stuff in place for you. Correct, um, and it's it's inexpensive. And if you think about all the different obstacles you have to cover in terms of payroll withholding, state, federal, Social Security, Medicare, and then all the city taxes that are involved, um, it's overwhelming for someone that is in the marketing. Uh, genre, and that's your specialty. Now you're a payroll administrator, and those two things are uh, not in your lane, and you need to stay in your lane. Or if you can't do it, and I'm advising not to, hire an expert to do it for you. So so often, so many people do that too. You know, as for example, you're in the heating, cooling, electrical, plumbing industry, and you know, I would I would rather you focus on things to grow your business, make your business better, focus on your customer service, and you know, you're not an accountant, <laughs> so right, it's like right. why. Why do people take it upon themselves to do their own thing and do their own, you know, do their own stuff that they're not that they're not special with? Um, so tell me about this, uh, and maybe maybe this is a little bit of a of a personalized question, but what's your relationship like with your business partner? I mean, you guys have been at it now for 15 years. What's your secret with that? I mean, that's your marriage away from home, right? Uh, correct, and we probably spend well. I know we do. We spend more time together day to day than I do with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, as you, as you look at each other, right? But, um, you know, Frank and I have a great relationship. Um, we disagree on things uh, on a routine basis. But the one thing that we learned from an attorney that set up our business, which we hold to heart and holds true today, and it was said 15 years ago, was every decision you make has to be in the long-term best interest of the business. So take what you want and what you want as, as my business partner out of it and what is the best thing for the business? And if you use that unemotionally as your guide, you'll always come to the right decision uh, from a business standpoint. So that and just, you know, 
people are human beings, and we all have better days than others, as you guys have in your business and, and your friends. And you sense that, and when, when a partner is down or a friend or an employee is down, or uh, it's your job, it's your obligation to kind of lift them up and tell them there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a locomotive coming at you. <laughs> That's your what, job. What would you say your secret is for uh, dividing and conquering some of the workload? I mean, there's there's certain things that I'm sure you and Frank both excel at. Um, you know, maybe one's better at certain things and one's better at other things or whatever. But, you know, what's your secret to dividing and conquering the workload? Well, I think I, that's a good, good uh, salient point. Um, you, you have to know what your expertise is, but you also have to have a kind of a minor in the other things that the other partner does, not because you want to step over them or on them. Um, it needs to be clearly defined what your role is and what you're going to uh, co- control, manage, and, and lead. Uh, but on the other hand, um, you have to define what your partner does uh, and then be well-versed in it so that if they're not around for vacation or an illness or some other reason that you can step in and kind of do it the way that they want it done and what's best for the business. So outlining those uh procedures and the way things need to be done are very important to the success long-term of a business. So I want to talk on one of my, uh, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, and actually I don't know where this originated from, uh, just somebody smarter and wiser than I. Mm-hmm. That's not <laughs> uh, very difficult. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, it was, uh, the, and the quote goes something like, uh, never get caught working, uh, working in your business, get caught, get caught working on it. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, it's probably the most difficult thing for entrepreneurs and business owners to do. Um, because there's always something that needs to be done, and there's a way that you like to do things uh, uh, as a business owner, and it's very difficult to delegate those things, but it is necessary for your quality of life and the success of the business. And um, so dealing with that, um, you have to be willing to let go sometimes, and even though you may only you document it the way you want it done, you know, you know, innovation and in, in a improvement, a continuous improvement on a, a procedure, maybe somebody else has a better way to do it than, than you thought of, and you just got to let them have the chance to do it. But it's hard to let go. So um, that's a good point. And it, it, uh, I think it's something where you can have a business coach come in or uh, someone that's done what you're trying to accomplish or uh, if you're trying to add a service or product to your line. Uh, uh, ask someone that's done it before so you can learn what, what the pitfalls are and it costs you next to nothing to ask somebody for help. Most people in business are willing to spend time with people to help them avoid failure. It just is the way it is. And um, find good mentors for your your area of service or expertise so that other people can help you. It, it may be an ego thing, but I, I find that I get caught in this rat trap of, of thinking that I can do a better job than somebody else, you know, right. just because yeah. maybe I'm more invested. If, you, in if it, you've or, met Reese, then you obviously know it's ego. Well, you also probably know that I'm right, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's letting go, doing a better job, you know, uh, instructing others to do a better job, um, not being cynical, believing they'll do the right thing, um, believing they'll make the right progress, make the right choices, make the right decisions, and things like that. Um, employee management's tough, and especially with you in a company where you have. 30 people that at any given time, you know, you're tracking where they're going and what they're doing and this type of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's especially difficult. Um, tell me a little bit about your industry. What, what do you think is exciting about your industry? What, um, you know, where do you see your industry going? I know that there was a huge shift towards, uh, towards zone control in homes lately with uh, air conditioning. Is there anything like that happening in the, in the rest of it? 
Well, I think technology uh, development and remote monitoring of homes and the systems, um, because it seems that with the with the younger people coming up, they're out of the home more than they're in the home, and they want to have access to certain things uh, for different reasons. Either they're traveling mm-hmm. or, um, uh, but there's an availability of technology for detecting leaks in plumbing to prevent oh, damage. Wow. There's an availability to remotely on your phone, which oh, wow. uh, to uh, set your air conditioner and humidity levels for comfort. Um, there is there are so many things uh, that are available. Um, it's it's really mind boggling and overwhelming. Uh, the the issue is um, managing that with initial installations or retrofits, such that the customers are aware of it and they want that service. Um, there are there are systems that can put our name and number as a as accent comfort services for a service call when the unit has run or the last service period has occurred or if a filter needs to change or some of the equipment is so sophisticated it has diagnostics built into it that if it isn't running right it'll (laughs) pop up on your thermostat if you have the right type wow tell you hey call accent because uh, you need service because there's something not working right in your system. Wow. And, and it prevents a major catastrophe or failure or emergency call. Yeah. We, we know a guy named Rob. You may know him as well. Rob, he, uh, his business. Rob, Rob Higgins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, his, Rob, yeah. Yep. His, uh, his office um, had a flooding issue that was, right. that was a, uh, you know, a relation from a, from like a toilet. I mean, how nice would it have been if he would have, he would have been able to detect that, you know, so far ahead and not had the same, the same restoration right. um, issues, you know? I think um, as time goes by and these technologies are proven, a lot of the insurance companies, the insurance board drives what the what the contractors have to do in the, in their individual states or right. area of operation. So uh, as they see risk or loss, hopefully not of life, but of of property and the damage costs associated with that, and they see technology that's available, they'll begin incorporating that into the building code and the service standards required by um, business people like ourselves to, to help offset cost and damage and disruption for people. So it's coming. It's just going to take time to prove itself. But there's yeah. so many opportunities for technological advancement. It's unbelievable. Right? Yeah, yeah, actually, I want to talk about something that you may or may not have thought about yet. And if you haven't thought about it, tell us like what you what you think about it and how you uh, how you would might overcome it. And if you have thought about it, tell us what you've already what you've already spoken about. Um, so uh, voice SEO, if you, uh, um, when it comes to people are now searching almost like it's like 30 percent are doing voice searches on their uh, like Google Homes and, mm-hmm. and uh, Alexa. their Alexa and their their phones. And then soon they've already showed they've already showed the technology where people can set appointments without even calling you. Like an AI will call you and set the appointment. Mm-hmm. Like, have y'all started thinking about that? Because 2021, 2020, we're going to be looking at that evolving into a more serious role. Uh, that's the leading edge technology, um, not necessarily with Alexa and others that are home centered, voice controlled platforms. Um, so my answer to you honestly is we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that other, old bull answer. Walking the old hill. bull walking yeah. down the hill. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. But but on the other hand, it does. I I just think that it's it's wonderful that these things are available. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a person that's been around and and remembered what was going on many many decades ago, I am a little concerned over how the information that's collected and monitored 
uh, and the security of that. Um, That's fair. I find it a yeah, bit. Sure. I find it a bit invasive that if you go on the internet and, and look up a vehicle, for example, uh, things start popping up. I mean, it's great the technology's there, but it um, it it makes me wonder who's watching and who's listening to the things that you discuss in private and how it's protected. I think Europe's ahead of us on that. Uh, with some of the controls that they have, but we need to be mindful of that. It's good and it's fast and it's neat, but it may not be the best thing long term. We're gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of crazy. It's like a it's like a double edged sword because all that information makes it super consumer friendly. Like it's it's all about the consumer, but at the same time, like they're they able to they're able to uh, like mechanically or auto, uh, automate uh, in an automated fashion stock shelves at grocery stores because they mm-hmm. know you're. Because they know the like what you buy, when you buy it, and how you buy it, and what aisle you buy it on. Right. So they literally organize it all for you. There's stores doing that now. Well, think about the difference in in uh, when <clears throat> when you were growing up to now, uh, in how you purchase groceries. If you wanted to, you know, it used to be a trip to the store. Now you can go online, pick what you want. It's there. You make the transaction. They bring it out for you. It's just convenience. It's a convenience mentality, yeah. and time is of the essence. Now it costs a little bit more. So you have to off, offset your costs with the time benefit and make that decision. But it's it's an interesting time in technology that uh, will emerge over the next few years. It's hard to keep up with, too. It's one of those things where, you know, I was just thinking about what Christian was, was saying, how, um, you know, grocery stores are able to basically detect, like, have you ever noticed that your favorite your favorite bottle of water is for sale on the exact day that you go, that you happen to go into the grocery store? A lot of times it has a lot to do with, you know, just based on your customer profile and, and what you what day of the week that you shop on type of thing. Um, so what would you say in, you know, the course of your almost 15 years now in Accent, um, what would you say was one of your biggest hurdles to jump over? I think getting the business up and running was a major accomplishment yeah. uh, um, from nothing. Um, and then as it goes along, it really is just continue to retain and keep good people of like-minded goals. People first. Yeah, people first. And then um, I think along with that is your business changes and you have to adapt. And so as you adapt and change your business, you have to be able to fill it in with with uh, equal or better services and eliminate those that maybe aren't the, the right niche for your for your company and the, and the goals that you have. It's, it's an incredible mindset to have, you know, being, being pliable enough to accept that changes around the corner and and you know that you have to implement these things and you have to continue to nurture your your staff um you have to continue to communicate with frank and uh you know go on and tell him about maybe sometimes giving him a little bit of tough love and telling him that that's the direction you got to go with a long-term in mind type of thing yeah it goes both ways I mean, oh I, yeah i get sure. it too i get <laughs> it too sure. the other thing is we're a family business yeah um, we have uh you know uh, we're a family-oriented business and uh, there's a lot more good than bad that goes with that. And um, I think the important thing is that's the way we look at people when we bring them in. We bring them in as team members. We bring them in as family members. And if they do the right things, they have a job as long as we're we're around. And yeah. uh, I think that's a lot different from what many uh, people experience in the in the business culture that's available to them today. Absolutely. Um, so let me let me shift gears one last time here for you. What what would you say makes you feel inspired? You know what what kind of you know we get caught in the day to day grind. Um, you know every day maybe you're repairing this air conditioning unit or that plumbing leak or something like that. What what inspires you to do the best job on the next day? Um, I think that when you can work with a client that 
either has a problem or maybe hasn't been treated properly before um, by a company or an individual, uh, and you can explain to them and overcome and consult with them about what the options are, and you lead them to make the best decision for their family and their situation um, for a repair or replacement, I think that's really rewarding and exciting because you take a person that, that distrusts uh, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical companies, or kind of the auto repair situation, not to beat those guys up because they work hard too. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if they've had a bad experience, they um, they need to kind of be brought back to where, hey, I can trust somebody that is going to tell me the truth. And, and we rarely try to sell anybody anything. We just present consultively what the options are and tell them why and uh, give them the financial analysis and the reliability issues they may have, and then let them make the decision. So that's very rewarding to everybody in our company. Yeah, that's that's an amazing mindset. Do you have a preference between um, you know just the different workloads? Do you have a preference between heating or cooling or electrical or plumbing? Um, not really. Um, each of them have their own little challenges. Um, I they're, imagine, they're, yeah. Plumbing is a more um, straight line or non-seasonal based business. Right. Um, and that was intentional and uh, to kind of help us with the seasonality of heating and cooling. The summer load is obviously much heavier than uh, the, the heating load in the business. And uh, electrical is pretty steady as well. So... Um, you have two steadies and a fluctuation with the with the kind of the, the the main source of the business. Yeah. And as the more you can grow the internal two with plumbing and electrical, the more level your income and and predictable your your outcomes will be for uh, uh, your business. Yeah. Have you speaking of seasonality? Have you have you ever taken a heating call in the summer or a cooling call in the winter? Yes. Yeah. Wow. What's that? What's that like? I mean, is well, it? Well, because it's kind of. Oh, this toolkit. I got to bring. The, <laughs> you know. Well, most of the time you have what you need in your toolkit or the van, but um, I think what people forget is even though it's a heating, it's a cooling call in the summer, uh, it's kind of like an engine and transmission in a car. Yeah. They um, work together. The air conditioning is the engine. The transmission is the the furnace or the air handler, and you need both of them working together to produce air conditioning. So, right. If there's an issue with the furnace or air handler, you wouldn't think that that's something that has to be addressed, but it does because the blower and the controls and the components are inside of that that's up in the attic or a crawl space or a basement, and you just don't think about it, but it yeah. needs to be addressed. So Yeah, yeah like all, we, we never would have thought of that ever, I promise. Like, well, I'm sure you would have at yeah. some point when you well, didn't have air conditioning. Well, that part, yeah, yeah. You, right? that's what I'm calling you. Yeah. I, mean, that's I, I, literally, I literally live at 68 and sleep at 66, so if I don't have AC, it's a nightmare for me. Yeah. I can't yeah. stand it. And the other thing is when, when those, you know, it's, what is it, 90, going to be 90-something again today? I'm sure, yeah. This has been one of the hottest July. It was past month. was one of the hottest Julys on record. But, Mm -hmm. you know, people in the wintertime are more patient because they either have multiple systems where they can kind of get by without heat. Yeah. Um, But when it's 90-some degrees out and you lose, you got one system in your home and you lose that, uh, patience is pretty low and we have to react. And we get the short end of the stick on that because it failed. Now we need a solution and people um, have to... Uh, understand, and we try and do the best we can to get to them during peak times, uh, so that they're comfortable. But yeah, it the is scheduling. A, I imagine that's probably one of the one of the most difficult pieces. I right. Mean, you well, know, you talk about entrepreneurs, and you know, it could be someone that does window washing for a living all over the the area, somebody that does um, appliance repair or things like that. But what we've done, and you were talking about, um, 
young entrepreneurs and things to think about. Mm-hmm. Is I worked through BNI, which is a great group, and, mm-hmm. and we're in that together. You are a master referrer, by the way. If well, you if you know anybody that needs anything, just talk to Dan. He's like, oh, I got a guy for that. <laughs> well, it's it, incredible. It happens a lot. But um, so what we were talking about is he says, well, I'm running from from Charlotte to Lake Norman to um, uh, to Cornelius to Denver, and I said, okay. You're not going to make money making the star shape running service calls. I said, you need to set up your territory by zip code and then code each of those zip. And actually, I take, I'm take i not taking credit for it. Frank, my business partner, set this up. But the purpose of this was to say, if you do a cluster of zip codes and you zone them, then you can focus your service on a day when you know you have to be there to do a to do work, to do service calls or maintenance or whatever uh, in that zone, and you're not crisscrossing yourself and losing productive time. And that's just a logic way to look at it in a a system or procedure. But there are, as you talked about before, uh, there are computer programs and software that assist you with that. But thinking about how are you going to get a job done and putting it into functions or tasks that are uh, able to be accomplished in an efficient way is going to make you more productive and more yeah, profitable. Something, something that uh, sounds that small probably had a huge revenue impact. Right. I, the, the gentleman that I, I know that I talked to about it was a window washer, and he said, Dan, I can't believe how simple that was, but how it, how it assisted me. And I actually gave him one of our breakdowns of zones that uh, Frank had developed uh, so that he could use it to um, – help his business and it it was immediate impact for him something that's simple but it wouldn't be obvious to you maybe you're worried about how am i going to get from here to here with traffic maybe you don't go there on that day you only go there on wednesdays and people will be a little bit patient about it that's a that's an incredible shift you know sometimes the simplest things to make the make the biggest differences all right dan i got one last question here for you um would you rather be smart or funny and why well um not evident by the excitement this morning that you guys are creating here, but I think funny is a, a great uh, skill set to have because yeah. those that that can make light of bad situations in a in a way that maybe takes some pressure or um, brighten someone's day is a valuable characteristic to have. Um, I think it's, and I'll say this uh, in closing: I think that you really can't be funny unless you're fairly intelligent yeah uh so i think you get both of them in a package yeah that's that's how i would that's how i'd answer it and i think moreover from from our standpoint in accent and closing um you know we're a family-based business we put a high level of uh uh, of trust and integrity in the things that we do we don't win all the time Mm -hmm. we win a lot of the time and I, i think the one thing we'd want our customers to know is when you call us we care um, we understand that you don't know exactly how things work, and that's our job to make make that uh, uh, correction for you. And uh, when you call us, um, we're going to take good care of you. So um, that's kind of how we feel about things. Absolutely. Dan Mills, Accent Comfort Services. Somebody wants to get a hold of you. What do they do? They can call us at 704-509-1200, or they can send a service or a, or a request in at service at accent, A-C-C-E-N-T, and then the letter CS.com. That's service at accent, CS.com. Very good. Dan, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been a pleasure, man. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks. gentlemen. It's been great.